This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Saturday, it's the 7th of October 2023. And coming up, we review the week in Double Tap. You're listening to Double Tap Express, your weekly roundup of what's happening on Double Tap this week. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, how are you this week? I am glorious, sir. How are you? Happy weekend. Happy weekend. Lots to get through, of course, over the next hour. We'll be taking a look back at the week that was and also some extras from the week that was as well, because we didn't get to everything we wanted to get to on the show. Sometimes five hours is just not enough. Absolutely. Sometimes, I don't know if you've noticed this, Steve, we go off on a, a bit of a tangent in our How conversations. dare you? Sometimes we don't come back to where we started from. <laughs> sometimes we promise things at the start of an episode and we yeah. never get there. Doesn't we just happen. never get there. Uh, but I have to say on a Saturday, this train runs on time. Oh, absolutely. Parp, parp. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, coming up, we're going to be uh, joined by listener Lena, not once, but twice. We're going to be hearing uh, about getting fit. Some fantastic resources that Lena shared with us for getting fit. She even put together a uh, special YouTube playlist that we can all oh, access. Above and beyond. Nicer, wasn't it? Yes. Amazing. Thank you. Also, we talk about train sounds. <laughs> that's appropriate. Um, that's not from the app that we're going to be talking about today. Although it could be, I don't know. Uh, but yes, that is um, an interesting app because it all comes from basically uh, Lena's time spent telling stories to kids at a local library and she wanted to bring some sound effects into it. Um oh. So oh, she's so, so she's nice, wonderful, isn't she? Ah, oh, storyteller, and she goes that extra mile, brings sound effects in. Ah, yeah, gorgeous, absolutely. So that's coming up. Also, uh, and you won't have heard this during the week because we were intending to play this during the week, but we never got there. Uh, Michael Babcock is uh, back with us today. He sent in a demo at the start of the week, just after the launch of macOS Sonoma. Uh, showing us how we can use widgets on macOS Sonoma. So on the desktop now, as well as having your icons that you would have, you can also have widgets, similar widgets that you have on your iPhone. Now, I don't profess to understand how the iPhone part connects here because you apparently can share your iPhone's widgets to the home screen on the Mac, but I don't get why that's the connection rather than just it being widgets on their own. But whatever, you can do it, which is interesting. So we'll talk about that. Michael, and Michael will, will show you all. how. Yeah, <laughs> yes. it's not it's not obvious. That was the problem. So, you know, when I first got Sonoma, I thought, how do I do this? Because I, I use an app called Parcel, which I adore. Uh, basically, it's a very simple app that you can put in any tracking numbers that you get from delivery companies and you can just track all your orders and it will give you notifications as to when it's picked up. It will give you a lot more detail than sometimes the trackers online, even from the companies themselves, will give you. So you get a lot of information through that. It will also update you as you go through the course of a day. You know, your parcel's picked up, it's now out for delivery, that and kind of thing. in accessible form, right? In accessible form, very accessible um, and quite simple in a lot of ways as well. The other good thing you can do with it is you can integrate it with your Amazon account. So for those of you, like me, who have a few deliveries coming in from Amazon, uh, you don't have to continually add any tracking numbers that will automatically populate 
in parcel. So I think that's brilliant. And it's such a simple little app. Uh, you pay for it over a year. I, I can't remember. I want to say it's like four ninety nine or something a year. It's not a lot of money. A year? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's not uh. a monthly thing. It's just a, a one-off yearly payment. I think it's worth it, to be perfectly honest. Um, it's a brilliant little app. And the, the guy who developed it has done a great job with accessibility. Again, keeping it simple. You know, really. That's all you need. Can I say, as long as it stops me getting those emails from Amazon every five minutes with the link that VoiceOver reads out, which is about eight hours long, then I'm all for it. As long as I could turn those uh, notifications off, that'd be great. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because when you get those notification emails, they don't tell you often what it is. The, no. the specific parcel so no it will idea. just tell you a number and you think and I, I think part of that is because they don't want to put the information in the email there's a reason for this but i don't quite know what it is um so yeah for that reason you have to go to the website but of course if you use an app like parcel you don't have to you can just go in there make sure you're refreshed and everything in the list I will show to. up is yeah, it on windows as well uh, no of course it's not oh, because well, okay. as you know mac is the best okay sorry I concede, sir. Well done. Just on my <laughs> iPhone then. Okay, fine. So we're going to get into that uh, using widgets with macOS. No, my Michael's here with that. Mark Aflalo is here a bit later. Mark Aflalo. Aflalo. Oh, I missed him. Access Tech Live host. He is here with us as well. He is talking to Cassie from Belkin about some new accessories this week. And, of course, with the new USB-C connection on iPhones, uh, there are lots of new accessories and Belkin at the forefront of that. So we'll hear from them a bit later, finding out what is available. So a bit of a gadget feast for you coming up here on nice. Double Tap Express. But uh, shall we kick off with the news? Because, of course, every week here on the show, we like to kick off with the news of the day, news of the week. And it's brought to us by Grace Schofield. Thanks, guys. This week, we've got the rundown on the latest Google event. Google kicked off the week of announcements on Monday with the new Chromebook Plus. The new Chromebook category doubles the memory and storage capacity and adds powerful AI features we've seen before in Pixel phones. Magic Eraser lets you remove items from photos, and an AI-powered camera increases clarity on video calls. Acer is one of the manufacturers designing the new Chromebook with these specs, announcing the Chromebook Plus 515 model. It features Intel Core processors, 15.6-inch screens, 8 to 16 gigabytes RAM, with 128 to 512 gigabytes of storage, starting at just $399.99 Canadian. Then on Wednesday, in New York City, Google's event officially took the wrapping off of the Pixel 8, 8 Pro, and the Pixel Watch 2. Let's start out with the Pixel Watch 2. Here's James Park, CEO and co-founder of Fitbit. I'd like to introduce you to Google Pixel Watch 2. It's completely upgraded inside and out, including major performance improvements. And you're getting Google and Fitbit experiences you won't find on any other smartwatch with the best of Fitbit health and fitness tracking. With health, fitness, safety, and productivity at the core, the new watch features an updated heart rate sensor and Google AI, which ties multiple fitness experiences like sleep tracking, high and low heart rate notifications, skin temperature, and Fitbit stress management into the watch. A new safety check feature lets you notify loved ones that you're home safe and sound, and Google's Assistant with Gmail, Calendar, and Maps are all on board as well. Google says the watch is lighter, 
It features 24 hours of battery life with an always-on display and has a variety of watch bands and faces to keep the experience personalized. Next up, the Pixel Buds Pro. They're getting software updates across the board. And yes, that means the only new hardware here are color options, and everyone with Pixel Buds will be getting these updates. Starting with Bluetooth Super Wideband and Clear Calling. This new feature doubles the bandwidth for voice clarity. It reduces the noises around the people on both sides of the call, something demonstrated on stage at Google's event by Rick Osterloh, Google's Senior Vice President of Devices and Services. Just listen to the before and after. Grabbing a coffee next to the office and I got a few more meetings to get through and a quick errand and I'm going to be ready to come out and join everybody for dinner. So are you still thinking of trying that place on 63rd? I've heard really great things about it. You can really hear the difference. Volume control is updated to support your hearing wellness, ensuring you're not listening to anything too loud for too long. And conversation detection uses AI to detect when you start speaking. Your music will pause and the earbuds will switch to transparency mode so you can talk. When you're done, music will resume and you'll be back into active noise cancellation. The stars of the show, however, were the Pixel 8 and 8 Pro. Here again is Rick Osterloh. Our latest phones bring together so many technologies from across Google. They're the first phones to use our latest Google Tensor chip. They include the very best Android experience, first of their kind camera experiences, and the latest AI advancements from Google. From the inside out, Pixel 8 and Pixel 8 Pro are built to deliver the help you need in a way that only Google can. The Pixel 8 has a similar design to last year, but upgrades come across the board starting with the cameras, new security features, and all-day battery life. The Pixel 8 features the Tensor G3 chip and Google AI, which help for everything throughout the day from Google Assistant to photo editing. The Pixel 8 features a satin metal frame and polished back glass. The phone itself has a 6.2-inch display with variable refresh rates up to 120Hz and starts at $949 Canadian, available in hazel, rose, and obsidian colors. The Pixel 8 Pro has the same all-day battery life and processor upgrades, but brings a new 5x telephoto lens to the camera system and a 6.7-inch display. The display is brighter and adjusts between 1 and 120 Hz for superior power performance and responsiveness. This year, there's a thermometer on board, which lets you quickly check the temperature of things like beverages and cookware by simply scanning them. The Pro features matte back glass and a polished aluminum frame. The Pixel 8 Pro starts at $1,349 Canadian and is available in bay blue, porcelain, and obsidian colors. Both of these new phones are durable, with IP68 dust and water resistance, both have super slim bezels and scratch-resistant glass, and both ship with Android 14 and will be available next week, but are up for pre-order now. One more thing that Google previewed was AI, and more specifically an upgraded assistant with BARD, their natural language model. The new assistant connects to your calendar, email, and notes to help take action on your requests. Google's goal is to deliver the world's most helpful personal assistant, and they demoed the feature on stage. Here's Vice President and General Manager of Google Assistant and Bard, Sissy Shao. Open Assistant with Bard and say, catch me up on any important emails I missed this week. 
three important emails, including a party invite. Assistant with Bard can dig into the details for you. Where is Grayson's party? It can spot that the party is across the river in Brooklyn. How long will it take to get there? And just like that, you have quick directions from Google Maps. Apple has swiftly responded to the overheating concerns surrounding its iPhone 15 Pro and iPhone 15 Pro Max models. The tech giant recently rolled out the iOS 17.0.3 update, which it claims rectifies the overheating issue. Investigations revealed that certain third-party applications, notably Uber and Instagram, were overburdening the A17 Pro chip, leading to the overheating. Apple is also collaborating with these third-party developers to further address the issue. While some speculated that the iPhone 15's Pro Titanium frame was the culprit, Apple has refuted these claims. The specifics of the changes made in the iOS 17 update remain undisclosed, but tests indicate no thermal throttling after you install the update. You can access the update via your device's settings under Software Update. InVision, a pioneer in assistive technology, has unveiled a subscription-based model for its innovative InVision glasses. Aimed at making the product more affordable, the subscription edition allows users to rent the glasses for a monthly fee of $150 without any long-term commitment. Subscribers will receive either brand new or like new glasses and can enjoy all the future feature updates. Double Tap contributor Michael Babcock has been following the news with interest. Of course, there was a lot of pushback for $150 a month. I am definitely not saying that that is cheap at all. However, as I posted on Mastodon, I don't also have 1500 to 3500 to drop on a pair of Envision glasses to see if I like them. They also announced this cool thing that I don't quite understand, but from the YouTube video I checked out, it sounds like they want to push for product manufacturers to be using QR codes on products more and... The reasoning is, from 121 centimeters, you can scan a QR code, and it'll give you some basic information about what QR code you are scanning. And then as you get closer in the demo they showed on YouTube to about 60 centimeters, it will allow you to unlock more information so you can hear more details. The example used was for a container of laundry detergent. So... I might be more likely to pick up a pair of Envision glasses and the QR code feature I'm going to start playing with to see if there's more QR codes around me because you can use that on the app. Freedom Scientific has unveiled new and interesting features coming out in JAWS 2024. The new Face in View feature helps those of us on video calls by ensuring our face is centered, well-lit, and directly facing the camera. Another significant addition is the split braille functionality, offering braille display users the ability to view content from different locations on the same braille line. Furthermore, JAWS has introduced preliminary support for the popular chat application Discord. Matt Adder is the vice president of Vispro, the company behind JAWS. He told DoubleTap more about the upcoming features. There's two major areas that I know of and it doesn't mean I know everything. Um, one is going to be um, what we would call split braille. The intent here is if somebody's using an 80 cell display or even maybe a 40, when you hit certain context, 
Let's switch and show you more information in part of that display. The other thing that I think is going to be pretty cool, and this is where AI comes into play, is to let the user know if they're in frame of the camera. So when you're on Zoom uh, Teams or some other video program, let JAWS tell you where you are in the frame. That's coming as well. Spotify is expanding its offerings beyond music and podcasts by introducing over 150,000 audiobooks to its platform. This move is seen as a direct challenge to Amazon's Audible and could potentially shift the balance in the streaming industry. The inclusion of audiobooks is aimed at consolidating various audio services into one platform, making it more convenient for users. For premium subscribers, a vast array of audiobooks will be available at no additional cost. This strategic addition could entice users to switch from other platforms, especially if they seek an all-in-one audio experience. The industry awaits to see how competitors like Apple and Amazon will respond. And finally, news from our network. AMI has launched a brand new platform for its original content. AMI Plus is a new site that showcases all of AMI's award-winning content in a beautiful, new, completely accessible portal. You can catch up with Access Tech Live, and of course other AMI original programming like Kelly and Ramya, Now with Dave Brown, Fashion Dis, Dish with Mary, and so much more. You can even listen to us here on AMI-audio via the new service. David Arrington is the president of Accessible Media Inc., and shares why AMI Plus is an important step in showcasing all of the great content created at AMI. Well, at AMI, we are striving to become a media or a content company. So if you're a content company, a couple of things have to happen. First of all, you have to have amazing content. So shows like Access Tech and Employable Me and Mind Your Own Business and Fashion Discs and all these wonderful shows, original content that we've been producing over the last two or three years has allowed us to have a library of content that we can now push out multi-platform. So it's not just about our linear service or our broadcast service. It's about making content available on multiple platforms. And that's how people are consuming content today. We're consuming it on their platform of choice. They're consuming it on their time and on demand. So what AMI Plus does is it solves a lot of those problems for us. So it gives us a another platform to put all of our original content on. Uh, it's a platform that you can stream on any device. It's a platform that's completely accessible. We're very adamant about that. We tested this throughout and through it, um, uh, through it throughout and through it. And it allows people from our community to to log on at, at any time and watch it on their time, on their demand, on, and fast forward and rewind and whatnot. So it's kind of the evolution of media. Um, it's a it's really important next step for us to be part of that. Um, and I can't be more excited. I'm thrilled with the way it turned out. I'm very, very happy. And that wraps up the Double Tap News this week. I'm Grace Scofield. Thank you so much, Grace. A lot to unpack from the week. And of course, we've been doing that over the course of the week as well, in particular with all the Google News and uh, lots more besides. Uh, some really interesting news in there. Of course, Spotify as well. Uh, kind of stirring things up during the week. Uh, you know, taking on Audible, clearly head on. And it kind of occurs to me, Sean, that Audible have had this space to themselves for a long time. And the value in audiobook um, sales is is huge. I mean, the, there's the, apparently the market will double in the next 10 to 15 years. So, you know, there's clearly an interest. And, of course, that's great news for us. 
Absolutely. I'm really surprised this is the first time we're seeing a sort of challenge to Audible's crowd, to be honest, because you, you are absolutely right. Audiobooks have really become mainstream now. Um, you know, there was a time when it was just purely for us, right? But that's definitely no longer the case. Everyone can see the positives of using audiobooks. Um, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Audible have had the, the reign of it for so long. It makes total sense to me. Why not? If you've got podcasts on there, why not audiobooks? Now, one area that we've talked about a little bit in the past couple of weeks is um, the home button being missing from the newer phones. And it's interesting. It's come up a few times in conversation. And I know myself, uh, my mum wanted a new iPad. So I got her an iPad 10th gen. Uh, I take it home to her. I'm setting it up. And the first thing she says to me is, where's the home button gone? Where's the, or, yes. well, as, as she put it, where's that button that gets me back to the start? Yes, the start button. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I said, oh, yeah, it doesn't have one of those, but it does have a button that you can use to get you, you know, to turn off and on, and you can, you know, you can use that. There's no home button. No, you have to swipe. And she just couldn't get her head around it. Could not get her head around it. So in the end, I had to take it back and get a ninth-gen iPad, which still does have the home button. Really? Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's the only way, really, for her to, to use it at the moment. So that's something we're going to have to work on over time. But, you know, that certainly seems to be an issue. However, there are ways you can use gestures to recreate buttons like the home button. And uh, listener Barry got in touch with some suggestions. This is his email and his demo that he had created for us this week. Hi, guys. Not sure if this has been done before. I work for a charity called Focus Birmingham in the Midlands, and one of my service users was having trouble with the gesture to get to the home screen, especially as their phone does not have a home button. I recently found out that you can actually assign a gesture to carry out this command, and I have made a recording of how this can be done. Please feel free to use it on the show if listeners would find it helpful. Best wishes. Barry. Hi guys, my name is Barry and I live in Dudley in the West Midlands in England. I thought it might be helpful to do a quick demonstration on how you can assign a gesture for a specific command. One that some people may find helpful is how you can assign a gesture to act as your home button for those who don't have a home button and may find it difficult to do the single finger swipe up gesture up the screen so you can go back to the home so you can do a gesture for this instead so what i'm going to do i'm going to go to my home screen voice memos okay so that's what i'm recording on and now i'm going to do i've set a, a gesture to take me straight to voiceover settings um so i'm going to do that now which is a four finger Quadruple tap. Okay. Settings. Accessibility. Back button. So that's taken me to the accessibility voiceover settings page. So I'm going to scroll down here till I find commands. Voiceover. Head. Voiceover. Voiceover speak. Tap once to double tap to app. learn more. Voiceover track. Speaking rate. Speaking rate. Speech. Braille. Voiceover record. Verbosity. Audio. But commands. Button. Okay, this is the one I want. Commands. So I'm going to double tap on that. All commands button. So it's taken me straight to a list of different commands. There's lots in here, but the one I want now is all commands, which is the one is focused on. So double tap. Interaction button. Now it's taken me to another list, and I'm going to swipe down the list till I hear system. Basic navigation, text navigation, advanced navigation, editing, but rotor button, scrolling, but speech and audio. Button, output, 
button, Braille, button, voiceover, button, system, button. System, okay, so I'm going to double tap on the system. Accessibility shortcut, button. So, accessibility shortcut. Activate speak screen, button. Activate speak screen, so what I want to hear is home button, so let's go down. App switcher, button. App switcher, another one might be helpful, so you can assign a different gesture for that. Um, I know when you're using the um, the phones that haven't got a home key, you can do the swipe gesture up. So you do you hear the popping noise once, twice, and the third time to get to the app switcher. But you can assign a gesture in there for that. So I'm going to keep going, scrolling down to the home button. Control center button. Home button. Okay, home button. So I'm going to double tap on here. Touch gestures. Heading. Touch gestures. Add gesture button. Okay, just add gesture button. So I'm going to double tap on that. Cancel button. So you can now assign a gesture. So I'm going to scroll down by headings. Containers. Speaking rate. Words. Characters. Headings. Okay, so I've got... Touch gestures. Heading. Tap one finger. Tap heading. One finger. Tap two fingers. Heading. Tap two fingers. Tap three fingers. Tap. Heading. Tap four fingers. Heading. The, the one I want to assign, because I know it's not assigned to anything at the moment, is four finger swipe. Swipe one finger. Swipe two fingers. Swipe three fingers. Swipe four fingers. Heading. Okay, so now I've found the four finger swipe heading. So I'm going to scroll through here. Four finger swipe left. Four finger swipe left is to switch between apps. So I don't want that. Four finger swipe right. And again, switch between apps. Four finger swipe up. Um, there is a four finger swipe up. I've already got that assigned to take me straight to my notifications. So four I'm finger going, swipe down. So I'm going to do four finger swipe down. I'm going to double tap on that to select that one. System. Button. Okay, so that's assigned that gesture. Four finger swipe down. Now, to, if you found that that wasn't helpful, um, or it's not a helpful gesture, and you want to choose a different one, how to delete it is once you're on that text. If you do a one finger flick or swipe up, you can delete delete it. Activate and then default. Activate, which is default. But I'm going to leave that there, and I'm going to four do... finger swipe down. A four finger swipe down, and that should take me back to my home screen. Clock 2240. And there's my home screen. So, to demonstrate this further, what I'm going to do is go to an app. Okay. Be my eyes. Um, be my eyes. Get live video support. So now in the Be My Eyes app. So, five, four finger swipe down. Be my eyes. That's take me back, and then another four finger swipe down. Home clock. 2241. Okay, and that's took me back to my home screen. I hope you guys find that helpful and um, really enjoy the show. Thanks. Bye. Barry, thank you so much for sending that in. Uh, we were hoping to get to it during the week, but uh, unfortunately we didn't because Sean talks too much. So uh, we thought we'd what? bring it in here on the Express. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because of you. you it was all my much. fault. Why yeah. not? I'll, I'll take that one. Uh, yeah, that's really interesting, actually. I would suggest people take a look in that section uh, because there's quite a lot of stuff you can customise and it can mm. be really handy. Yeah, and that's the key word, right? Customise. I always hear from Android people. They always say, customization is the reason they go to Android or the reason they want to stay with Android. And I think that was true, and certainly it wasn't the case for a long time that you could customise much on the iPhone, but you can customise so much now. I really don't see the difference anymore. That's true, and I totally agree with you, although I wouldn't have thrown Android users under the bus like you. But um, yeah. no, that's absolutely well done, Stephen. 
You know me, on a Google launch week, I'm always happy Any excuse. to antagonise. Uh, right, let's move on because uh, getting fit is something I'm trying to do. And uh, Lena helped me out with this this week uh, with a very handy YouTube playlist. Hello, Double Tappers. This is Lena. On the September 6th show, Stephen and Sean were talking about getting fit. Today, I'd like to share my favourite four YouTube channels which offer lots of free, well-described content. Two of the channels are For the Blind, but two of them are not. Let's start with For the Blind channels first. Eyes Free Fitness has been around for quite some time. Mel Scott created these programs to help blind people learn the various exercises and to get fit. There's balance, cardio, yoga, Pilates, strength training, and all of them are outstanding. The next channel is done by the Northwest Association of Blind Athletes. They put up new content every month and it is outstanding. They have PE type programs, yoga, aerobic dance, and more. This is a good channel to come to if you like to attend mainstream aerobics because the typical moves are very well described here. And I'm talking about things like lunges, squats, skaters. The two mainstream channels I'd like to share are Walk at Home. This used to be called In-Home Walking. When Leslie Sansone created this in the late 80s, she had large people in mind. You know, the ones that are embarrassed to go to the gym because everybody else is so thin and slim. And she always described everything very well. She retired a couple of years ago, and some of the new leaders describe things well, and some of them do not. There's still a lot to recommend this channel, though. They also have an app called Walk at Home. It's seven U.S. dollars a month. The accessibility is pretty good. I don't see the point in paying for it since we have so much available for free. Finally, my last channel I'd like to share is Senior Fitness with Meredith. I hear you young people laughing but I hope all of you get to be as old as I am someday, so you'll need this channel. Meredith describes things beautifully. When I contacted her several years ago, she said, Oh, I've been accused of over-describing. Now I have the perfect answer. She's a nice lady, and I've gone to some of her in-person events, and they're a lot of fun. She has cardio for chair, for standing, balance, strength training, and then she has some routines to address specific issues that plague people like sciatica, osteoporosis. To make it easy for double tappers to find these channels, I have created a short playlist that features a sample from each of these channels. And I bet Stephen will put that in the show notes. And I did. I actually did. Thank you, Lena. Yeah, I, uh, I put it in the... I did. Did you, though? I did. And I'll do it well again. Done. I'll do it again today. 
Put it in the <laughs> that show is notes. a really great resource, though, to have. Mm. Because as, as Lena said, there's just so many free resources out there. It's really cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing my gators right now. I don't know what that means. What's a no, gator? Normally. I don't know. I, I've I heard about know. an alligator. Is it like a downward dog? Downward alligator. Yeah. That's exactly uh, I, that. We'll, uh, okay, we'll work on it. On. <laughs> Coming up next, even more, including talking about widgets on macOS Sonoma and cool USB-C accessories for your new iPhone with USB-C. That on the way from Belkin. Connect with the Double Tappers on social media now. On Twitter and Facebook at Double Tap On Air. And on Mastodon at Double Tap. Yes, it's Double Tap Express and we're back talking today. That made me jump. <laughs> it was louder than I was expecting it to be, it to was. be honest. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's uh, join Michael Babcock, who sent us this demo this week. Uh, if you've just installed the new macOS Sonoma on your Mac, then you might want to know how to use the new widgets feature. Michael has the details. So in today's audio, I'm going to walk you through the process of adding widgets to your desktop in Sonoma. Now, why might you want to do this? Well, I have recently, as of, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, gotten into wanting to be able to meet my step goal. And my step goal is 4,000 steps. I really need to up that, but uh, that's my goal right now. And I'd like to be able to find out what the status of that is when I'm sitting at my desktop. So I'm going to show you a couple of things today. Apparently, some people didn't know one of these things. So um, when I go through this process, I do encourage you to follow along if possible. I have Finder open right now, and I'm running iOS 17.01 on my iPhone, and I'm running Sonoma 14.0 on my Mac. In Finder, you can first get to the desktop by pressing Command-Option-W. This closes all of your Finder windows and says something like, External SSD. Options available. External SSD. Yours probably won't say external SSD, but that's what mine is, and now I'm on my desktop. Now, firstly, we need to get the widget from my phone to the desktop. And I want to thank Michael Doyce for helping me with figuring out how to actually get this to work with voiceover. So I'm going to press VOO, that's voiceover O. Notification center, notification center, window, list. And this puts me in my notification center. Now, if I press VO right arrow. What's new? Place widgets directly on the desktop and add your iPhone widgets. Edit widgets. And I locate the edit widgets button. So I'm going to press VO space on this. Search widgets, blank, search text field. And this puts me in a search list where I can search for the widgets I want. I'm not going to actually do that. What I'm going to do is go through the list of widgets so you can kind of hear what's available. I'm going to quickly go through them, but I'll show you how to get to your list of widgets, which yours will be different than mine. If you press VO right arrow once, available widgets. you'll get to an available widgets and it says activate to clear selection. I'm going to go ahead and interact with this. And available widgets. 48 items, all widgets. And as you heard, there are 48 widgets. So the one I'm looking for is pedometer plus plus. So I'm going to use my VO right arrow key and skip over to that one. Amazon Alexa, Audible, Batteries, Brave, Buffer, Calendar, Castro, Clock, Contacts, DX, DX, Com, Drafts, duck, 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 Fidelity, Find, my Health View, Home, Just Press, Rec, Layer, Mona, News, Notes, Overcast, Parcel, Pedometer. And now I've found pedometer, I'm going to press VO space on this. 
And what I need to do is stop interacting with this list. And then press view right arrow. Previews. And there is what we're looking for is previews. We want to interact with previews. In previews pedometer. And you'll hear it say pedometer. Now I'm going to show you what you hear in this case and what you need to do. Text. Step count. Small. There's the Actions small available. step count. Text. Text. Step count. Medium. Actions. Text. Text. Goal completion. Small. Text. Text. Goal completion. Medium. Text. Text. Daily step graph. Small. Text. Text. Light. Small. Text. Text. Light. Medium. Text. Text. Dark. Small. Text. Text. Dark. Medium. Text. Text. Daily counts. Small. Text. Text. Daily counts. Medium. Text. Text. And for the purposes of this demonstration, I'm going to go back to... Pedometer. Text. Step count. Small. Actions available. And I want to step count small. Now, you can do two things on this. You can use your actions menu with VO command space. Actions menu. Two items. And press your down arrow. Drag to desktop. And that will drag it to the desktop. Or if you escape out of here... Step count. Small. A faster way is to just press VO space on the name of the widget. You'll hear... Step count. Step count. Small. Step count. Small inserted. And now the step count small is inserted. We're going to add one other widget to this, and that is my waterminder widget. So I'll stop interacting. Out of previews. And I'm going to go VO left arrow twice to the search. Available search widgets. Blank. Search text field. And I'll show you how this search works widgets. by pressing VO space and typing W-A-T-E-R and typing water, and we'll press VO right arrow. Available widgets. And we'll interact with the available widgets. And available widgets. Two items, all widgets. And I have all widgets or... Waterminder. There we go. So I'll press VO space to highlight that. Stop interacting. Out of available widgets. Previews. Go over to the previews. In previews, Waterminder. And I'm going to find the widget that I want. Hydration status, large. And for this case, I'm going to use the hydration status, large. And I'm going to press VO command space. Actions menu, two items. And on this one, I'm going to choose... Drag to desktop. And we'll press VO space. Drag to desktop. Hydration status, hydration status, large. Hydration status, large inserted. Now, we have my widgets available on my desktop, so I'll tap Escape to exit the notification center. And now, I'll press VOO to close the notification center. Finder, desktop, external SSD. Now, I'm going to open my applications. Applications, window, column. And that is what you might be in, or you might be in your home directory. So, if you're in your Finder and you're not on your desktop, we'll press Command-Option-W because you won't see these widgets unless you're on your desktop. External SSD. And now I'm on external SSD. If I press VO home, pedometer. you hear pedometer, and I can press VO right arrow, waterminder. and you hear waterminder. In order to interact with this data, we'll go back up to pedometer, pedometer. and we'll interact with the widget. In pedometer, four items, walker. It says walker, and if I press VO right arrow, 9,647, 4.3 miles, two floors, two floors. And then I can stop interacting with that widget Out of pedometer. and press VO right arrow. Waterminder. To get to Waterminder, interact with it. In Waterminder, 13 items today. 43.2 ounces. Oh, I need to drink some more water. Your progress is 89% on September 24th, 2023. So if I stop interacting with Waterminder, Out of Waterminder, that's how you can access your widgets. Now let me show you one more thing that I accidentally discovered. If you press VOU in Finder on your desktop. Widgets menu. That's a widgets menu. And you can press down arrow. Pedometer. And let's say I want to go back over to Pedometer. I'll press VO space. Pedometer. And then press VO right arrow. Waterminder. So if you just need a way to jump to a specific widget, you can use the widgets menu. Just know that you have to interact with the widget itself. Hopefully you found this to be a little bit useful. That's how you can use widgets on Sonoma with iOS 17. Share it with a friend.
Yeah, it's really useful. Uh, really, really useful to have that. I mean, I have to be honest, I never really got into the whole widgets thing until about no. a few weeks ago myself. And then suddenly it's available on macOS Sonoma. And I'm thinking, yeah, okay, I'll have them on there as well. Okay. I actually turned widgets off on Windows because I, I just never found them useful. I don't know what it is. Either I just forget that they're there or they just don't offer that much information. But that seems nice and easy, doesn't it? Yeah, quite like nice that. and simple. And you can also get to them when you get to the desktop, you have to have, like Michael said, you have to have focus on the desktop, but you can just arrow to them as well because essentially the, the cursor will just focus on it, but you will have to oh. interact with it to get the data. But, you know, some of them do have, like the parcel one I use just has the, the sort of up-to-date data on there and it will just read that as soon as it gets access to it. So, yeah, really nice, really nice. Uh, it may yeah, be. I must admit... Yeah. Sorry, it, it may be the, the actually the interaction model on the Mac makes widgets actually nicer to use. Yes. Because you, okay, I want information on that, and you actually interact with it to go into there. Actually makes more sense than it does on Windows at the minute. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think that the widget thing on Windows feels clunky. Um, it does, yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll get scant information, but it's how do you get more out of that? You know, how do you, how do you surface that information? Well, maybe we need to play with it a bit more, yeah. Yeah, we Widgets, they're the future. <laughs> yeah, or not. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about USB-C because uh, we all know that uh, iPhones now have USB-C, so therefore everything is USB-C. And Belkin is a company that produces and has for many years produced a lot of different accessories, especially for iPhones. Mark Aflalo caught up with Cassie from Belkin to find out more about their latest innovations. Cassie Pineda is a senior global communications manager at one of my favorite companies, and that company is Belkin. And I don't just say that, Cassie, because you send me cool stuff. It's because your <laughs> stuff is cool. Um, thank you for joining me this week. I'm so excited to have you on. Timing is awfully, obviously awesome. When it comes to the new iPhones, having this USB-C connector is a new world for people. And what better company to talk to about all the accessories, whether it be USB-C, MagSafe, et cetera, et cetera, than Belkin? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, of course, Belkin has all the best accessories for the new iPhone 15 lineup. Um, today, we're just going to kind of talk about some of my personal favorites, a few must-haves, along with um, some of our newest products that just launched within the last couple of weeks. Um, that said, let's start with USB-C, as you had just mentioned. Obviously, the headline feature is that the iPhone 15 lineup ditched the iconic lightning port and then replaced it with USB-C, um, hopefully with the intention of providing a more streamlined way to charge and connect your iPhone or Mac or iPad and yeah. other accessories. Um, so for USB-C, we recently launched this dual port 60 watt wall charger. So this is perfect for fast charging your iPhone and an additional device at the same time. It also has um, PPS, which is Programmable Power Supply Technology, which essentially just delivers the right amount of power needed for the ideal charge. So it's a fantastic space saver if your wall outlet or power strip like mine is constantly running out of room it's a good travel charger to have too because when you're when you're on the road this is like it, it's perfect to plug in either in the airplane or to bring in and make sure your phone and your tablet's going or your computer i mean there's so many uh, th what i love about the power distribution is that because it's smart enough to know what's going on the days of like mismatching cables and power it's gone like we don't have to worry about this totally. anymore because you know you're making the accessories smart right out of the box so that's absolutely uh phenomenal 
What's next on the list? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Well, talking about a fantastic travel companion, we have the 140-watt Ganwall charger. So this is a recent but older product of ours, but it's still one of my favorite ones to um, have on the road with me. Um, so this one charges your iPhone and three additional devices. Love it. And then a nice little detail, I personally, because obviously I'm in the tech space, but I don't have like all of the latest devices. So one of my things still charges with USB-A. I'm really not ashamed about it, honestly. It's just <laughs> sometimes you don't need all of like the bells and whistles of like the fast charge. You just need like a simple charge. Um, so this one is nice because it has a little USB-A port for starting for charging like legacy products, like my portable selfie light, which I just came out of my mouth and I'm not proud that I have one, but I do. So that charges via USB-A. <laughs> Come on. I mean, listen, with COVID, we were all, we needed some kind of way to make ourselves look, I, you know, I mean, even right? more stunning than we already look while we're on the road. <laughs> exactly. So it's nice to have this because it charges those things that still come with a USB-A charger, like a selfie light or even some older power banks. Um, Very cool. So then, of course, you also need some charging cables. So we have a variety ranging from like $9 ones to $30 ones. And three feet to 10 feet. Um, all of the Belkin cables are USB-IF certified for just a safe and seamless performance with all of your devices. So cables, obviously essential. I'm always going to mention those. And then at MagSafe, of course, you can't talk about the iPhone without talking about MagSafe. Um, so we recently launched the Boost Charge Pro 2-in-1 pad. Mm -hmm. This charges your iPhone and your AirPods at the same time. It's very chic and compact and it's just, it does what it needs to and it looks amazing. And then of course we have the stand version. So this again also charges your iPhone and AirPods at the same time, but this one, it's an older product, but it's a fan favorite, especially for experiencing that standby feature on the new iOS. Um, it really elegantly displays your iPhone in standby for full screen like glanceable information from a distance so i have it on, on many that. many a nightstand in my home yay i love that <laughs> yes <laughs> um and then okay so we have for portable charging the magnetic yes. power bank with stand this this one's one of my favorite power banks um mainly because it comes i have in... mine somewhere i'm looking around for it yeah it's so good <laughs> it, it's so good and it comes in four colors which is like i think anything colorful just brings me so much joy so it has it comes in black white pink and purple so you can even match the pink one with the new pink iphone 15. this one delivers 7.5 watts of wireless charging power to iphone and then also comes with a little convenient Fold out stand, which is really perfect when you're FaceTiming. It's convenient when you're watching stuff on the plane too. It's yes, convenient for many, many reasons, and I and, and I definitely it's my go-to in my knapsack. I'll tell you, that's like one of my must-have tech accessories. I love it. Yes, and then lastly, for the screen protection people like myself, we just announced the Ultra Glass Two screen protector, which is our strongest glass material to date. It is 2.7 times stronger than the regular tempered glass, and it's still super thin. So I tr I truly don't even know it's there. And if you buy it at the Apple Store, they apply it for free using a really cool machine, and it's they do. It's a pretty awesome experience. My son made me drag him to the Apple Store to get it, 
Uh, because he bought something, he bought a knockoff online, and he just wasn't happy with it. I said, Zach, why didn't you just listen to me in the first place? Let's go to the Apple Store. And I must tell you, he must have that they went through probably about three or four of them because he saw a little bubble. He wasn't happy with yeah. it. It was, and they'll replace like they'll keep doing it until you're happy and you leave the store with it. And it's, it's a phenomenal amazing. way. Yeah, it's really really cool. Whenever you see somebody using that machine, you're like, what is going on there? It draws a crowd, but it's definitely a, the best way to put up a screen protector. On yeah, your device and they do it so store. fast and seamlessly. It's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Thank you for taking the time to kind of fill us in. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's always so, so much fun. And don't forget, you can catch Mark and me every single Thursday as we uh, host the Access Tech Live show over on AMI-tv. And you can also catch Mark on his own show called Your Tech Report, which is available on YouTube and on podcast. Uh, so what are you going to be buying, Sean, from that list I just want to play with the screen uh, protector machine. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I, it, it's so difficult to put you do it. on I yourself. I think they do it for you. No, I, I want to you... do it myself. No, I don't think that's how it works. How do you put on a screen protector without having a thousand bubbles in it? It's, it's so difficult. I just give. I just don't bother, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, you say, what, you don't have a screen protector? No, of course I don't have a <gasps> screen protector. Oh, Okay. Now, there's so many cool things there. I, I got to say, Belkin, right? They're, they're the name when it comes, especially if it's something about you know battery packs or chargers. Um, they really are fantastic. Well, here at Double Tap Express, we do like our train sounds, as you guys know. And uh, for I'm that reason, I was quite intrigued <laughs> when I found out that Lena had sent in a demo about the very thing: train sounds. Hello, Double Tappers. It's Lena. And what you are hearing is train sound. I was doing a story time at the library, and I was going to read stories to the children that involve trains. And we did have a very good time that day. But I wanted some sound effects for them. And of course, I didn't want to spend any money. So this app is free. It is ad-supported. And apps pop up about every five or six times we do something. They always have a close and a close advertisement button. I find that the easiest way to get to those buttons is to put my finger near the bottom right of the phone and then swipe right till I hear the magic word close. Occasionally an ad has an install button. I would not allow a child, even though this is rated for and up, I would not allow a child to play with this app unsupervised because of the occasional install buttons. And I always want to know what ads kids are seeing anyway. But developers have to make money, and there are many sounds here. There are horns, whistles, the railroad crossing bell sound, the sounds that different types of trains make if we were standing next to a track as a train went by. There are old-fashioned trains and newer trains. There's also a recording that sounds just like the train station in my neighborhood with the train announcements and the all aboard and what have you. All the screens are laid out the same, and we will look at train sound number 25 because that's what you heard at the beginning of this demo and I double tap the pause button so train sound 25 I'm putting my finger in the upper 
left hand corner and it tells me what sound I'm on. None of these are titled. You just have to play them and find ones that you like. Swiping right. Back button. Back. The, if we double tap that back button right now, we will go back to the list of train sounds. We'll do that in a minute, but I want you to see what else is here. Swiping right. Median pause button. There's the button to pause or play. Swiping right. Time button. There is a timer. If we double tap, time we'll button. go here. Train sound back. BDN pod time. But set timer duration. Okay, set timer duration, and I got to that just by swiping right. Now, no timer. No timer is the one I have selected. It doesn't say selected, but when we double tap, whatever we hear it say that's what will be selected. So if I wanted to change this to one minute. One minute. Train sound 25. I would double tap. It would select one minute. Back. And button. then if I wanted to push the play button, it could play for a whole minute. That would drive me crazy. So we're not going to do that. Train sound 25. I do want to go back to the train sounds list. There are... 45 of them that actually have something recorded. Number 46 doesn't make any sound. Train sound 26. What I'm going to do is four finger single tap to get back Setting. to that upper settings. left hand corner where the settings button is. We'll double tap that. Train sound 25. Settings. And because I was in train sound 25, it repeats that even though it has taken me to the settings screens as I can prove by swiping right. We've back. got our back button. button. Rate us. Rate us. And swipe right one more time. More apps. More apps. And I wanted you to see this button because this developer has all kinds of sound effect apps. Birds, animals, Halloween sounds. Christmas, and then he's got nature sounds and water sounds. Some of them are just for entertainment, but there are some to help people sleep, and those are marked health and fitness. There is a lot of his apps in the app store, and if we double tap this button, it would take us to the app store. Have fun, double tappers. Thank you, Lena. As always, great to hear from you. Great to get your demos. And uh, if you want to send in a demo, please do. You can record it on any device you have and attach it to an email. Uh, <laughs> yes, even a, an Android phone, I believe they can record. Um, Stop it. So you Stop it. What are you doing? Stop it. Leave them alone. It's fine. <laughs> you can record and send us a demo, attach it to an email, I think they do email as well. Uh, you can do that feedback at doubletapaudio.com. 1-877-803-4567 is also our number if you would like to drop us or leave us a voicemail. I don't think you can drop voicemails. Can you drop an email? I probably can. I drop everything. Emails, voicemails, cups. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, sorry, Android users. We love you too. Of course we do. 
and say that, you know, I, I, I'm actually bringing out the Pixel 6a and getting it all updated with Android 14 and desperately wanting to play with the Pixel Watch 2. So, you know, what can I say? Yeah, see. Uh, listen, we're off Monday. Uh, it is uh, Thanksgiving in Canada, so uh, happy Thanksgiving, one happy and all. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't know what that's got to do with it, but there you go. Uh, so, uh, yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Have a great day on Monday. Uh, we'll be back here on Tuesday. And, of course, uh, we have some big stuff going on next week. We'll tell you all about that on Tuesday's episode of Double Tap. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.